you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, open our ears and open our minds, open our hearts to the word you have for each and every one of us this day. And as I, your servant, stand before you, I pray that I would decrease, that you would increase. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. As we begin this month, we're diving into a new series where we are going to explore the artisan's soul. And this is loosely based on the work of Reverend Erwin Raphael McManus um, and his church, Mosaic. And we are looking at, throughout this month, the way we see ourselves as those in the image of God. And if we are in the image of God, our creator, then one of the greatest ways we can reflect how God is at work in the world is through various creative pursuits, through all the different ways that we engage with the world around us. Uh, that when we are acting as artists and artisans, we are reflecting the great artists who crafted each and every one of us uniquely, who knit us together in our very mother's wounds as we read about in the Psalms, this God who has created every one of us as a masterpiece. And there are different ways that we engage with God in creative pursuits. And that's why when we have arts camp in a couple of weeks, we're not just doing one or two things. We're trying to engage as many different aspects of how we can be creative people. So not only are we going to have um, photography and botany, uh, horticulture, and um, different ways to sing and dance and make uh, theatrical productions and graphic arts, drawing and painting and sculpting, all of that. Beautiful thing is that it is our, our Lord, the creator and author of all of our salvation who's given us the gift to be able to, to meet him that way. And so we're going to be discovering more about who we are in God's image and how we can serve the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the, why we're starting today on Pentecost Sunday with the Holy Spirit. Pentecost. That 50th day after Easter when we remember the birthday of the church in this act, when all of the people had gathered in Jerusalem for one of the great festivals of the church. And Jesus had told his disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait for this moment when he would, he would be present with them in a different way. And it's here that we have this moment of the Holy Spirit alighting upon each and every one of the people. I always, I love that Annika's sitting right there because this was always her favorite scripture when she was a little girl. When she was four or five years old and she'd get up and read it in church. Because uh, I think in her little Bible, she liked the picture of people with candles, almost like candlesticks on their heads, flames on top of all their heads. Um, this power and fire that came from heaven to excite the people, to stir them up. And we hear the rushing wind, 
I make everybody do this every single year on Pentecost. Bear with me. The same way I wear the same dress every year for Pentecost. It's got red and fire and it's but I want you to be the wind of the Holy Spirit. Ready? On the count of three, you have to blow like this wind, the violent rushing wind. One, two, three. That was pretty good. Let's do one more time. One, two, three. I had to do that because you all were just kind of sitting there today. So I had to get you excited. You see, that wind came in, and there's the flames that's atop everybody's head, and they're all gathering around, and then all of a sudden, there's all of these languages being proclaimed. And the people that are walking around outside, they're stopping, because they're saying, I hear my language, my native tongue. How is it that I hear all of these people speaking in the language that I know from my youth. How is it that they know this? There's something very special that happens when you speak the language that is native for a person. Um, I was listening to an audio book about learning languages, and it was like rocket science. He said that the way to learn a language the fastest is to actually speak it with people who know the language. Duh. <laughs> But it's important that the writer of the book says this because even if we're learning a language, we get timid about it. How many of you studied another language at some point in your life for school or something? Okay, how many of you use it regularly? All right, two people, three people. We don't often use the languages we learn because we're afraid we're going to we're afraid we're going to say the wrong word, change a verb, and offend somebody. But imagine how you make a connection with someone if you come to them speaking their language. Even if you don't get it right, there's something about how they, they appreciate the effort that you put into trying to affirm who they are and where they come from. Now, we know that there are innumerable benefits to learning another language. One study in psychology today says that if you can think in two different languages, then you're more likely to be a very creative problem solver, that you can think more creatively about different tasks in front of you. It's also been shown that one of the ways that people, uh, that, that when people learn languages, it has these benefits about not only how they speak, but it flows into arithmetic and problem solving. And even children can think more creatively if they learn different languages. So we hear all of this, but yet we'll say, well, people need to speak my language. Amen? That's why it's so amazing here in, the, in this gospel. It's when they heard the sound, when they heard the crowd gathering, when they heard all of these people speaking in their native languages, they were surprised and amazed, and they said, look, aren't all these people Galileans? Every one of them. How can they each then, how can we hear them speaking in our native languages? 
We hear Larry the mighty works of God in our own languages, and we're all surprised and bewildered like that. This, this is the greatest moment in the life of the church when the Holy Spirit is given. This is what we call the birthday of the church. And it's because we recognize that we that people were gathered all together in one place because of the ability of God to break down all of those barriers and communicate with God's people, each in their own language. And that's peculiar. Because again, we're people that are all about the melting pot. We're all about assimilation. In fact, throughout history, that was the greatest way that people could conquer. They said, we're be the same. We're all going to speak the same language. But the God who created us made us all different, each and every one of us. And the way we speak to others and introduce them to who God is, is through all of the means that God has given us. What would you think is... The universal language in the world right now. What is the universal language? Let's try. It was an attempt to make Esperanto and a, a global language that we would all speak the same time. What else? Spanish? Maybe. Signs? Maybe. What about music? Music. Music is a universal language. Because I want you to think about it. When did you not know how to feel based on a selection of music? When we are at the movies, we might, we might be watching it in subtitles, but it's the background music that is telling us how to feel. Amen? And that, that's one of the reasons why I think it's no coincidence that what we're going to be doing around the throne of God when we're in heaven together is singing praises. Because it doesn't matter what language you sing in, the melody is something that will make you go beyond the languages that you speak, the words that come out of your mouth. So music is an example of a language that transcends that's why it's amazing that you can find faith-based music that isn't just piano or organ or drums. It can be anything because we want to speak languages that people understand. And that's why we, we encounter God in all different ways by making a joyful noise to our Lord. Now, I want you to think about the last time you gave up your favorite radio station in the car for the people riding with you. That is the biggest fight in our car. Because John will get in, especially my new van, and he'll change my preset stations. And I'll say, I don't want to listen to this. But there are ways that that will shut down a conversation and cause animosity. But if the kids get in the car, sometimes we'll say, okay, you can pick the station. You can pick what we listen to. 
because we want to speak their language a little bit more. We want to understand their culture, because that's how you communicate the gospel. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you engage people across their cultures. So whether it's learning to say hello and thank you in their native tongue, or whether it's being able to play a song that they would know from growing up, it's how you reach people to say, I recognize that you're different from me, but yet God has called us all into his family. God has shaped us in God's own image, but none of that is the same. And when we have a Lord who comes before us in all of these different ways, it's not so that we can alienate one another, but it's so we can make the, the body of Christ even bigger and welcome even more people into the fold. We come today recognizing that the same God who poured out his spirit on Pentecost is the one that Peter talks about as he stands before all of the people in this lesson. Because as they hear all these murmurings, they're saying, what about the people? Oh, they must be drunk. And he says, they're not. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Brothers and sisters, as we consider who we are as God's creation, I pray that each and every one of us this week will think about how we can go beyond ourselves to help someone else call upon the name of the Lord. Whether it's through knowing their language, bringing them to music that will fill their hearts with, with the power of God's presence, Whatever it is that you need to do to break through and build relationships, may the power and spirit of God be within you to do that. Because the Lord has called us as his people to proclaim his favor. And we do that when we get beyond what we know and understand and let God use us to communicate to the larger world. Amen. Another way that Jesus always made himself known to others was through the breaking of bread. Because just as there are innumerable languages and cultures in this world, there is a universal need for all of us to be fed and to drink. Bread itself is the most recognizable staple across the cultures of the world. And so we come to our Lord as hungry people. We come 
knowing that Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him to repent of their sin earnestly and seek to live at peace with one another. We remember that Jesus Christ, as he met with his disciples in the upper room, he took bread and he gave thanks to his heavenly Father and broke it. He gave it to everyone saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And so it is in remembrance of Jesus Christ and all of his mighty acts that we come to feast at this table that's but a foretaste of the heavenly banquet to come. Let us pray. Almighty God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ we 